Welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox. Alongside me, as always, co-host and Hall of Famer and division owner, Double D, Derek Duncan. The third member of this show, the commish, Chris Vera. How are you doing tonight, guys? Fantastic, bro. I am in the hall. Y'all can't kick me out now. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a permanent fixture etched in the memory of seven people. <laughs> hey, well, all joking Let's aside, go. it was fun uh, introducing you for that. Um, it was a lot of fun getting up there and talking in front of everybody, even though it was a, uh, a nice little lean-in about, what, half an hour before we're, we're, you were supposed to go up, and I get this lean-in from Derek, and he's like, yeah, bro. Yeah, wait. Let I, me set. Let me know. let me set this up. Let me set this up. Please, so, please. Yeah. So, so we guys, we're at the Hall of Fame presentation, and you know, there's a good twenty four people I think that were inducted that night. I think I was probably eleven or twelve to go up, but after about the second or third person, Chris and I kind of looked at each other and we said, "What, what are they doing?" Because every single person that got introduced said, "Now introducing so and so." is his brother so-and-so and chris chris my wife looked at me and she's like you have someone to introduce you i'm like hey chris do i have someone to introduce me <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> it's one of those yeah um bro you got one me on this shit, one? i'm like, I'm like <laughs> yeah sure okay <laughs> so i'm like running through things in my mind that i can say things in my mind that i can't say I'm like, all right, yeah, I got you, I got you. So then Derek tells me, he goes, That's, that had to be the first time I've seen you nervous. And I said, <laughs> actually, I wasn't nervous. I was sitting there going in through my mind because I didn't have any place to write notes down. I didn't have anything to, to really look at. So I'm trying to remember, what the hell was I just thinking about when I was thinking, damn, I got some good ones on here that we could go over. And one of the ones that I did say was, uh, and I'll steal it from um, the other Derek, and Derek, if you remember this, the offensive lineman, about who's gonna be my bitch tonight? Oh, that so was I the best. Feel that from that? That was the best. That was that had me rolling. So it was uh, a lot of fun, man. And and I'm honored to uh, to present you. So thank you very much. Even though it was last minute. Yeah. You, you, you did a, Even though it was last minute, and I called on you impromptu, and you had to just wing it. You did an amazing job. It was a perfect setup. It did everything I needed to do what I needed to do that night. So, Casey, I know I told you guys and I've been teasing for the last three episodes and that because I was going to make the announcement at the hall. So I dedicated the entire evening for us and my Hall of Fame speech to Coach Donnie Bunak, of course. Hell yeah. Uh, but, but the reason we dedicated it to him was we started what is now the Donnie Bunak Player Relief Fund. So now every sponsorship dollar, every ticket sale A7FL Nevada ever makes, 10% of those proceeds will go to the Donnie Bunak Player Relief Fund. Donnie had a history of taking care of his guys. I could, countless people have lived with him while trying to play football in Las Vegas. He's given people loans and rides and jobs and everything you could possibly imagine exactly the way. I feel a, a league could or should take care of their guys. And I wanted to make sure that that legacy was cemented forever, that as long as I 
am owner of the A7FL Nevada that every player will always have a means to be taken care of, whether it's to me or to this fund. Fuck yeah, that is great. That's that is there. There is no greater way, if you ask me, in the short time I got to know that man to honor that man than to do that right there. That's that's awesome. Hey, and let me tell you something. <clears throat> when Derek said that, and Derek, I don't know if you noticed, you got you got guys in the back stood up applauding. Yeah, we right did away when you said that. You we had did people that they, yep, it's crazy. They slowly started to. It was almost like it, it had to sink in with them to understand what was going on. And once that applaud started, it was standing ovation for that. And I, I know that um, when you think about these things, man, when you honor somebody like that, I think that uh, it brings a lot of goodwill um, for the situation. But, you know, D, you're right. You are 100% right on that. And that is taking care of the guys that come into this league is, in my eyes, one of the uh, biggest things we can do. Um, we had each other take care of when we were playing, but to have uh, guys like us that are willing to, to go out there, stand up for these, these young men and uh, bring them into, you know, let them be part of this, but let them be part of even more is very important. You know, and the, the thing that strikes me the, the best is now that I know that it's called the Donnie Boonak player relief fund and the checks that come from it will be the, from the Donnie Boonak player relief fund. Anybody who applies to it for assistance, will have to apply to the Donnie Bunak player relief fund. His name will be etched in the memory of every single person who ever needs assistance and every sponsor, whoever comes to us, we're like, look, I, at least 10% of your donation is tax deductible and going towards this Donnie Bunak player relief fund. And they will always know. So it will at least keep his memory alive and his name in, in the mouths of people who are in football in Nevada and, and especially in Las Vegas, but through all of Nevada and I hope that the legacy holds and this league takes off like we all think it's going to, because if once that happens, his, his whole family and his name will be elevated the way it deserves to be. Like that. Absolutely. And, I'm, and that I'm, is a hell of a way to open up the show, gentlemen. And with that, I do want to introduce our third guest or our guest tonight, our only guest, our fourth person on the podcast tonight. He is the offensive MP, MPV of... <laughs> MVP of the <laughs> A7FL Nevada and the leader of the pit bosses on offense, Trey Robinson. How you doing tonight? You know, I'm pretty good in yourself. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Uh, yeah, Trey, um, Trey, it sounds like you were itching in the background to start talking, bro. So go ahead and yeah, jump on. <laughs> I've been, I've been nah, I was going to say, because um, I'm one of those guys that Donnie helped, you know, um, so I plan for the Cardinals and, um, Basically coming back to Vegas, Donnie allowed me and my daughter and my wife to move in with him and help us, you know, basically get back on our feet. Um, so like Donnie, like like he's he will always be in my memories, like he will always be in my heart. His family is my family, you know, and like it's just uh everything you guys doing for Donnie, you know, it's 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 greatly appreciated and it's well respected to everyone. Thank you. Well, From a player's perspective, Trey, that means so much to me and so much to the league. I mean, I'm going to speak on behalf of the overall league. I know that the A7FL back in, in New York and the guys down in Florida who run, who run the league reached out to me, made, you know, asked a ton of questions about Donnie. Obviously, they knew that he was part of the league, but didn't know how much of an impact he was. And they made a 
I think the biggest donation we had to the GoFundMe of, of anyone to, to help take care of his services. So the league has a lot of respect for the man as well. And, you know, that you saying so, I just want to say on behalf of the entire league, we appreciate what the Budak family has done for the sport of football. Yes. Thank you. Well, I think there's, there's one thing that I kept repeating at the uh, Hall of Fame, and I'll repeat it here. So that way everybody understands <clears throat> when you play football, it truly is a fraternity and we can go at each other. We can go at each other on the field. We can do all of it. You know, you're not my boy when we're on the field, but when we're off the field, you are my boy. And that means everything to me. So I think that that's something that we have to understand all the way across that. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, but that's not why Trey's on the show tonight. <laughs> uh, kind of, you know, Kind of, yeah. I'm gonna be respectful, okay? No, I know you are, you always are. It's still early, it's still early. He says it's still early, yep. early. Um, um, but that's one of the, but that's one of the things I preach to like my teammates and stuff that, um, like, like for me, it's it's more than just football, it's about making new relationships, you know, and just like being open, like being able to open new doors for guys who don't really have that like more, I'll say more so um, background or like more so stability, you know? So, so I always preach like, you know, it's always good to like, like it's always good to value everyone the same, you know? Like treat everyone how you want to be treated, vice versa. So, so that way, you know, down the road, if something were to happen or, you know, you'll, you'll always have someone look out for you. Rather, you know, your friend, coach, brother, it's, it's, it should just always be about family. And that's one thing I'm always big in my life. Like, no matter what I do, I, I always make it about family, you know. And that's always been me my entire life. Well, Trey, I'll vouch for you on that, man. Before I knew who you were, let's just tell the little story about you and I's first interaction. Before I saw who you were as a person, before I even met you face-to-face, -face, we were setting up a... Uh, the first road trip for the pit bosses to go from Vegas to LA. I don't remember who you guys were taking on. I think you were playing the vibe that day. No, it's aces. Okay. So the aces. So you were front and center, taking care of everything and organizing stuff. You and Nas, who I haven't heard from, by the way, since uh, the, the off season is going on, but we'll get back to that. Uh, but you and Nas, I knew Nas. I've been talked to, I talked to him like 10 times, but I kept hearing this dude, Trey, 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 right? So you guys go down there, do your thing, come back. When we come back, the parking lot's in shambles. Not our fault. Somebody else came through and did a bunch of stuff. But I just sent a text out to everybody that, whose number I had and said, hey, guys, if anybody's still there, the complex is complaining that we left the area dirty. Can anyone, if anyone's still there, can you just take a picture and see what's going on so I know who to send over to clean up? And, and Trey, who I did not know from Adam, just reached back out to me directly on a separate text and said, Hey coach, this is Trey Robinson of the pit bosses. I'm not there, but I live down the street. I'm going to go back and clean everything up. You don't worry about, you don't worry about it. Go take care of your night. And it was that moment when I realized the, the quality of character of a person that Trey was. So when I put out the invite for people to come work for me at Deco lights, shameless plug, best lighting company in the world, uh, <laughs> Trey was one of the people who put in an application and th that activity was the one of the primary reasons why we brought him on board and why he's been working for us for nine months now, Trey. Yes, sir. Nine so, months. 
So being a quality, the content of your character being such high quality got you a better job and put you in a better position for your life. So I just want to remind everybody that ever listens to this podcast, I live by one motto, givers gain. Yes. The more you give, the more you get in return, but don't do it so you get the return. When you give selfishly, that's when the returns happen. Or unselfishly, excuse me. That doesn't sound really good. <laughs> it doesn't really sound right. Yeah. You give selfishly. <laughs> <laughs> give as selfishly as you can so you can get as much back as you can. Right. <laughs> that, that's how Vegas is built. We put $100 in the machine, you get $1,000 back. Right? <laughs> <laughs> For me. Right. No, not anybody. <laughs> not anybody. You can't, build a bill, you can't build a billion dollar casino from people winning money. <laughs> right. <laughs> no. I, I, Trey, say, I, know, I know Trey was I know Trey was itching to get on this broadcast because yes. he was actually the first guest that we've had that actually reached out to me and said, hey, how in the hell do I get on this thing? I've been ready. I've been itching. What the fuck do I need to do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and that's hilarious. Exactly how it was. And I, I said to Trey on his own Facebook, I'm like, how is it that you've been wanting to get on this podcast for 20 weeks and I sit 15 feet from you every day and you haven't said shit. He was working up the nerve to come and talk to you about it. Right. You know what? Let me just shoot a, let's, let me just shoot an email over to Casey. He'll, he'll take care of it for me. That way I don't right. have no problem. Be. Nah, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's not even that. I'm just, I'm just very humble when it comes to my background and you know, sports and stuff. I'm just very humble. So I don't like to be Sitting there, you know, like uh, trying to bring attention to myself or anything like that. I like being I like being under the radar, so that way, when when game time comes or you know anything were to come, I just go out there and just do me, you know. But uh, as far as like just uh, wanting to have all attention on me or you want to be in spotlight, not I've never always wanted that, you know. That's just me. Words. For, for the game of football, there's nothing wrong with being humble, man. And being humble in life teaches us a lot. But being humble on the football field, you know, let your play do your talking. And I think that's that's what – I mean, that's what I live by until, yes. you know, a corner opened his mouth too many times and I come and tell Derek, hey, let's do a sweep up, a sweep left. What for? <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few times I'm like, Hey Chris, that decent defensive end got me a little hard. We're we're doing option left crack back. Ready? <laughs> That's one of the reasons why payback. So can be friends, like I said. We're friends outside of playing football, but I take care of my boys when I'm on the field. For sure. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why I kind of spoke up. Um was because it was some, because there was some kind of relevant people, you know, trying to make noise in Vegas that don't belong here or don't have the right to make noise, you know? Well, well let's um, get into that, Trey. So thank you for the segue. I was, I was trying to figure out how we would take this in the next direction, in the next direction. But since you brought that Trey up, did it for you. Yeah. So, so, so Trey, you, you have, there, there's been a lot of uh, chatter in, in the groups and on Facebook and some directly on the field. We had, we had a pretty big tournament this weekend for a decent sized cash prize for uh, a two hand touch pylon thing put on by BMF and shout out to Monquel Glassow and his folks. They put on a great tournament this weekend. Uh, very little drama. Uh, 
great weekend for everybody. I heard the food was off the hook. Uh, real quick shout out to Charcuter D, uh, Donnie Bunak's sister, who donated a huge charcuterie tray for all the players and uh, fans to come get. And it was a really, really, really great weekend overall. But there were some overriding things that were, and undertones that were happening between a few of the guys who were trying to come together to put in the best team we could to try to go win that 15K. And Trey, you experienced some things, and I, I, but I'd like for you to say from your perspective what happened, and then we can all chat about it. Uh, my perspective? Well, you want the, okay, so you want the clean version or the dirty version? There's two different versions. Whatever version you feel like is going to put – let's put it this way. Lay it Whatever up, version the that truth. you feel like feel like is going to be the closest to the truth for us to have a real conversation about it. So whatever that looks like for you. Uh, so a lot of us – so – a lot of us played this tournament uh, last year, you know, Coach Bonnie coaching this for us. So this year it meant a lot for us to be able to play in that tournament because, you know, once again, last time we were coached and last time that that we were, it were, we were in that tournament, it was by Donnie. So it meant a lot for us to play this year. But unfortunately, since that it was other guys that had a more of a say-so than us, which is kind of surprising, but, you know, we weren't allowed to play in that game because of, you know, someone saying that we're not able to, or at the same time, um, they didn't want us to be a part of that team. It was just, it was just for that team and that person only. And I kind of think that all that went down was because I kind of figured that from my perspective, it seemed like whoever was calling shots, if you all know who was calling shots, it just seemed like he was intimidated and didn't want so to have that. So Trey, this is this is a nationally, excuse me, a worldwide broadcast. Nobody knows who, who that is. So you have to understand, you're talking to me and Chris and Casey on, on the podcast, but this is going out to the world. So your next door neighbor doesn't know about it. We need to explain it. So okay, uh, so so Rashad, okay, Rashad, the person who came from, I'm assuming from Florida. And so you're talking about Rashad Davis, and I'm going to drop a bomb real quick. Formerly of the Insomniacs. Go ahead. Yes. Formerly. So he thought he came to Vegas and he was going to run shit, and I wasn't, I wasn't going to allow it to happen because in my eyes, he ain't, he ain't nobody. Like, like you're not going to come to my city. I think you can do what you want to do and say what you want to say to people. I think it'd be okay, and I'm not going to allow it to happen. So I've been on. I've been on his ass every single day, and I'm still going to be on his ass every single day because I don't think he earned the respect for me or my peers here in Vegas. Um, I think that he's not good. He's full of shit. Um, and he just talks to talk. Like, he don't, like, he talks and don't back it up. From the, from the tournament on Saturday, my daughter and I sat in bleachers for over three hours Watch Rashad play quarterback. He couldn't pass the ball in more than 10 yards. But at the same time, he's repping the A7 NFL. We have never had anybody rep the A7 NFL that ever looked like that, ever. Like, even our worst players don't ever perform like that. So I don't understand how you can be sitting here saying that you're this good and that good and, and have all these MVPs and all these accolades and then you get in the field. You perform like that, yeah. 
So I don't, I, I, I don't really, like, I don't really, I don't, I don't respect them. I don't respect them. That's just me, right. you know? So everyone knows that I'm a Rashad defender and apologist. So <laughs> I, I will, I will take the position on that today. So uh, I understand what you're saying. Understand that this is a different brand of football. Rashad is by all accounts, a running quarterback. The tournament that the, the tournament we played in, quarterbacks could not run. Mm-hmm. So for him to even be asked to play quarterback in a running as a, as a running quarterback in a passing league makes no sense to me. I wasn't there to help coach the first day, but that I would say is not a great move either by the head coach or captain. The captain I assume was Rashad for that for that team that day. So the the and although he may be great with a seven NFL football, that position he was in was not the right one for him to play quarterback. I'll be the first person to say that. If, he, if he's a running quarterback, what good does it do in a passing league? Right. So, yeah. but and then I, I've got clips of him scoring six touchdowns in one day. So it's not like the dude isn't uh, legitimately a good maybe even great a seven FL player based on the history of the league and what I've seen. So I, I can't take that from him, but to your point until he proves it in front of us, what does it really mean? Nothing. Nothing to you. Right. No. For, for me, it's something I can trade on. Cause I can keep putting dudes like this in your face and get you pumped up to talk shit. And you guys go back and forth on social media and everybody wants to see when the pit bosses play his new team over the top and we're gonna blow their ass out the water and let me say this but let me say this Derek. the reason why rashad has all his touchdowns and you know you know i don't know what he has but it doesn't matter but he hasn't met trey okay and if you're gonna play receiver or quarterback or any of that stuff if you go to receiver bro i'm not letting you off the line that's one thing about me and everyone else you know i'm physical I'm very physical when it comes to being on the field. So all those guys that played in Florida, all the guys who played in Texas or whatever, every time they lined up on Rashad, they were five yards off of him. Me, I'm going to be on your face. I'm going to jam you from the line. You're not getting off the line. And that's going to be every single play. I'm going to get into his head every single time to where he's going to want to fight. And so once it gets to that point, I'm going to win. If I'm, he- if I'm hearing you correctly, the offensive MVP of Nevada, when Rashad yeah. steps on the field, I'm going to the receiver position. You are going to defense and man and manning him up and making sure he doesn't get off the line. Yes. That is a CVS receipt. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to say, Trey just said, I'm going to man him up (laughs) Uh, and make him my bitch. Real quick. Shout out to Matt Ryan and the guys on the three on one podcast. That is their CVS receipts. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Damn, man. Just, so so I'm I'm gonna bring it back. So are you saying what I think you're saying that it's gonna be like what I heard at the at the um induction for the Hall of Fame? Who's gonna be my bitch tonight? Is that is yeah. that what I'm hearing? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's saying. Now look, I'll, I'm I'm gonna be real. I, I listen to the other podcast and I, I listen to what those guys, how much shit they talk about Vegas. And <clears throat> I've gotta be, I gotta be very honest that doesn't sit well with me and it's not a personal thing it's a vegas thing because i've lived here for 44 years 
Mm-hmm. And I played football here in the flag leagues for 20 years. So when it comes to, to playing football and understanding all about what Vegas is, I've seen it firsthand. Yes. We used to play in the, we used to play in the um, national tournaments that Bill Williams used to put on, God rest his soul. He used to come out here and we would come out in force and you'd have 80 teams from across the nation coming to Vegas to play. So I get it. But what I'm saying is I also get where you're coming from, Trey, because, I mean, look, these guys disrespect the shit out of us left and right. And it's our second, second freaking year. And we, I mean, it, we're going into our second season, right? We, we just came off our first season and we had a team that went back east and won. Yeah, we got blown out in the second game. Who cares? That is a little bit of what we should get for respect, a little bit. I'm not saying give us all the respect. We're still going to come and smack you in the face, and then we can get our respect. But I think you're right. We have guys coming from back east now, coming to Vegas, thinking they're going to run the town. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't have nothing against Rashad, nothing whatsoever. But I'm one of those people, too. Hey, that's great that you're coming to Vegas to play. You can be a Vegas guy once you learn – how to be a Vegas guy and you have the respect for what we can do. Then we want to see, and you can gain our respect showing us what you can do, mm-hmm. but be about it. Don't talk about it. Yep. That's how I feel. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I guess one thing about me. I, okay. So like back to what you're saying about Vegas and the East coast, I'm from Philadelphia myself. So all my life, I grew up playing football and concrete. We didn't have turf. We didn't have grass. We played in snow. We played on rocks and grass. So that's what I'm accustomed to, okay? That's always how I played, even even in college. Same exact thing, you know, just always being physical. That's the one thing about Vegas that we don't have, and that's just being physical. That's that's it. And that's what I believe why every time you go back east to play guys back east, it's a whole different brand of football because they take everything back there serious. Like, you know, when we have practice back east, when we say practice is at seven o'clock at six thirty, you got the. It's about forty guys out there already ready, you know, to go. You come to Vegas and it's the total opposite because everyone thought because everybody think that it's it's gonna be that easy, and it's not. And that's it's never interesting thing that, that that's something that's interesting to me because, like I said, playing out here for twenty some odd years, we, our brand of football never was. Um, a brand of football that these guys, because when we played in the flag league, we called it, and Derek could attest, because I told him, come play full contact flag with me, because <laughs> we were putting guys in the dirt. Yep. This wasn't this wasn't no um, all about speed. This was speed can't run when it's laying on its back. back. Yep. That's what we played with. That's how we played the game. And I'll be damned if you're going to talk shit to me and think that, oh, well, he's a wide receiver and a cornerback is going to come up and, and be physical with me, I loved it because anybody that played against me would tell you, I will walk your ass through the end zone mm-hmm. and let my running back run right behind me for that touchdown. Or your quarterback. quarterback. Well, yeah, or yeah. my quarterback. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. When I said – when I was pissed off at a, at a corner and I said, hey, let's run that sweet play or mm-hmm. um, one of another guy, Derek, that Derek knows – he used to love the smash route and I would take the damn, I'd take the corner and throw him into the damn safety. You want to talk shit, bring it because I am going to be physical with you. 
That's so the Chris, brand of football I always knew for Vegas. Yeah. So Chris, the, so let's let's pause for a second and think about when you and I were in our heyday. Let's just rewind ten years, right back. Okay, let's rewind fifteen years. Ten years ain't quite enough. Damn. Let's rewind nope. fifteen years, right? So, not to not to say that it hasn't been consistent throughout the fifteen years, but when you you and I were in our heyday, when I was in my early thirties, and you were however old you were, I'm not going to put you on blast. Need to talk about it, <laughs> right? Do Do you remember? what the sidelines used to look like for daytime and nighttime games and the amount of fans that would come out to watch us play flag fucking football. Dude, there was 30, 40 people on the sidelines watching. When we played in the tournament, do you remember we had to, you couldn't be on the sidelines. It had to be in the end zones and the end zones weren't big enough right. for people to sit back there and watch. But everybody came out, bro. It was like the women came out dressed to the nines. They brought their kids out there to make sure they could see daddy play. They they brought their girlfriends with them. I, I can't I, I can't even start to tell you how many friends of friends became people that people on our team dated just because they were out there hanging out and they were all looking all nice. And then, you know, fast forward 12, 13 years, you go out there and it's just the dudes on the field. Yep. It's it's not flag in Las Vegas. <clears throat> from what I've seen in the couple years that I played a year and a half ago, isn't what it used to be. No, you know, I, I invited my wife out and told her to bring the dogs and, you know, about 20, 20, 30 minutes, 30 minutes in, she's like, where's all these people that you were telling me about? <laughs> so it's a different time. And I don't know, if, I don't know if they're as physical as we were back then. And if they were, I think you'd have more fans out there. And I think that's what I'm, that's where I'm driving to. So I agree. It's, it's, it's the, the game has changed a lot. Flag football, tackle football, it's, it's all changing. And it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's getting to the point where it's not fun no more, you know? So when the A7FL came out to Vegas, I was super excited because I'm like, I, I don't want, I don't want to do this my pro bull crap. I don't want to deal with the, all the politics. You know, I just want to play football and have fun. And that's, and that's been my focus, you know, every single day. And that's what I live by, you know, just like, a7FL has is uh it, like it has brought the old me out, which is why you know I like it so much because I haven't dealt with nothing out here in Vegas more physical than A7FL, and that's what I like. Like Derek, you know me, Derek. Like, I'm, like, I, and I'm not, I'm not cocky. You know, I'm not self-centered. But every time I get in the field, I'm not. I think I'm the most physical guy on the field, right? I'm playing offense, defense, whether I'm running the ball. That's just always been how I played, you know? And guys don't understand that. And I'll be trying to, like, I'll be trying to, like, just just, just give them that knowledge or not even that knowledge, but just the insight of how I see things. Like, uh, for example, I'm not going to name any coaches, but for coaches that I had out here in Vegas, they were nowhere near comparison to coaches I had back east. Back east, they would whoop your ass, bash you in the head, do anything like to make you understand. Like it's either it's either get put in the ground or you're gonna put somebody in the ground, and we're not gonna let you get your ass get put in the ground. So you're gonna do it to him before you do it to you. And that concept out here is is not well, it's not taught, you know. And that's why I think that it's it's way different out here than it is back east. 
And we we used to have fun with it out here too. So yes, we did. We, yeah. we they started they started the the chat room, and you would be talking about um, guys guys talking about this is how bad it was. Guys laughing at dudes getting pancaked. Who yep. was going to hand out the most pancakes on the weekend? Who was going to get pancake most on the weekend? I mean, we looked for this type of stuff, and we didn't care about being physical. And I, I'll share a quick one. Um, I was playing with a, with one of the teams that I played with. I was playing wide out. We had this dude. We we lost to these guys this season before to go to the playoffs or going in the playoffs. Um, second round, we lost to them. So there's a little bit of payback that we wanted to make. So we were we knew we were the team to beat. And we were playing these guys. And this linebacker was just running his mouth. He played linebacker. He also played safety. And – I was like, I looked at uh, one of our offensive linemen. I said, hey, you ready to shut this boy up? And I was playing in the slot. And he's like, hell yeah. So we went out on a run play. I picked his little ass up. He knocked the dog shit out of him. He was unconscious on the ground, just stiff as a board. And mm-hmm. I felt sorry for him for about two seconds. And then I thought, motherfucker, you got what you – you shouldn't have been talking. Right on so, yourself. When he took up, when they walked him off the field after the game, like I said, when it's when we're done, all that goes by the wayside. Now I'm concerned about you. You good? Walked over to him. He had his head down to say, hey, "Man, you all right?" He goes, "Yeah." What the hell happened? And I'm replaying it in my mind. I am now too. It's hilarious. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing. My ass off. I'm, like, I'm like, you were talking shit, and you got what you deserve. Period. <laughs> That's what I, I, I think he said to you, I missed like 15 minutes of the game. I don't remember it. Oh, he don't remember a damn thing. He didn't remember a damn thing. They, fast up. they went to walk him off the field. And I'm like, dude, hey, hold your boy up. They let him go head first right back into the turf. He was gone. Yeah. And it was um, God's honest truth, man. I, like I said, I felt sorry for him for about two seconds. I and felt bad was, for him the I whole guess, time. I guess I guess you ain't gonna talk shit no more, are you? And he never talked shit again to us when we played him. But that's what I'm saying is bottom line is that's football. And when uh-huh. you're done, you can take you can look after each other. We could, you know, make sure that each other's good, family's good, all that fun stuff, because that's what we used to do. Now oh, yeah. I haven't been out to the flag football in a minute, so I don't know what's going on out there now. I can't talk on it. But what I can say is the feeling that I get from the A7FL, and we could we might as well turn that FL into fun league because I've seen these guys doing backflips and all kinds of shit. Corey used to do that. Remember Derek when we score? Yeah. Um, all that stuff is is what I like to see in a game. We're not trying to show you up. We're trying to show up and play. Period. Now let's go have fun doing it. Yep, I Simple agree. As that. I just yeah, got, I, go ahead, Derek. Go no, go ahead, Trey. Uh, no, I was I was gonna say I'm, I'm gonna get off, I was gonna get off topic a little bit. But go ahead, go ahead, Derek. I wish you're done. Well, I was also gonna take it off topic. So ah. the, I, let, let me just say. So the what I wanted to stress on that is what Chris talked about in the hit that was made. That was flag football. That's what Vegas used to be when we played. Mm-hmm. The, you don't even see that level of physicality in the tackle leagues out here right now, except for a seven FL. There's like a a certain something that seems to come out in these guys when the helmet goes off, like when you're face to face with a dude with no protection, you it's really mano a mano, and all you have in front of you is your your body and your skills. 
like that dog comes out in you all the way or you get toasted right yep. you can't you can't use a pad to knock somebody down you literally have to manhandle that dude and bring him to the ground it's the stuff that used to work the stuff that works in padded football don't work in the a7fl and it's gorgeous to watch yep a7fl kind of league that separates boys from men that's what that's exactly what it is and then that's why everybody don't play it and that's 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 what it is like everyone uh uh, uh um like i'm not gonna say their names but like i see posts every day where they're sitting there bashing the a7fl or or telling guys about broken promises and this and that but they don't have the courage to step on the field and you know do what we do because if they did they would be doing it but but to but to get off off topic um more so um i kind of get offended like um so i always get offended but don't say much about it when back east a7fl always always like they're always downplaying us and i kind of felt upset because like like last last season like okay Derek, i'm gonna say this ain't nobody in a7fl in, in the country did what i did and i don't care if we had a winning record or not any of that if like how i was brought up i'm gonna get credit for credit is due you know and it's not even about like being cocky or self-centered but i worked my ass off last year and to not be able to get recognized you know I feel some kind of way. So um I that's so this year it's gonna be it's gonna be way I, I'm gonna be way worse than what I was last season. And if guys know who I am and how I played last season, that was scary. So imagine how I feel now. Especially now that I, now that I got something to prove. Um me and my guys are gone full force Derek. So last season it, it was it was quiet, but this year we're gonna be the trolling team of the of Nevada A7FL. I'm just getting you okay. heads up right now. We control everybody. Everybody, Corey, all those guys back east, Chris, all those guys, I'm on your ass too. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm on everybody, you know? And that's only because I feel, me, well, not even myself, but our team, our coaches feel like we, like, you know, we didn't get the respect that we wanted to get. And I understand why the record didn't, didn't show that. But just just last season dealing with a lot of injuries, you know, so we had low numbers. But for, but for me to be able to be at a game and have nine guys in the field, not even nine, it was, it was against the Aces and we had six guys and one of our guys named Jay was in a slam because he had torn rotator's cuff. I've never seen this in any football that I played in the NFL, college, arena. I've, I've never, I've, I've never seen a player come out of a sling or torn or to this cuff, can't move his arm and get in the field just to be with his brothers. That right there, like, made me realize, like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. Because that was right there that just showed me that he didn't care about, you know, any of that shit. All he wanted to do was be with his brothers play with well, his brothers. Trey, that's beautiful. But you didn't see RG3 play in a playoff game with no ACL. You didn't see Byron Leftwich get carried yeah. and play with a broken leg. I mean... Yeah. There's that the story of football and the gladiators that play this game is is part of the reason why there's so much lore and how we why we love it so much. And I appreciate that Jay did that. I'm not trying to take nothing away from that. That's beautiful. But to say you've never seen that in another league is a little disingenuous. I'm just saying. Never. Like 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 I'm saying, me personally being on that team, I've never seen it ever. 
ever, ever in my life. And so you when I never see it in person. Yeah. Like, come okay. on, yeah. All right. All yeah. right. I, I follow now. <laughs> I see Nadia McNabb do it. I see Mike Vick do it. Yeah, I see a lot of people do it. Okay. But like, you, like me personally, that just, like, that right there, man, that meant a lot to me. You know, that proved to me that, like, he didn't care about anything about anything. All he cared about was his brothers, you know? And even with the force, even with the force and the Samyaks and, you know, all the guys here in Las Vegas, even though we're on different teams, I still see my family, you know, and I would, and I would do anything, you know, to help them or, you know, whatever the case may be, but. You remember Rashad? No, fuck him. Let's take a look at that for a second. Let's take a look at that for a second. The reason why you say that is because he hasn't earned it yet. No, the reason why I say that is because he's an outsider. Ain't about. Well, it's yeah. not about. Yeah. Ain't about earning anything. Like I'm pretty sure ain't nobody gonna let somebody who's an outsider come to their turf and run their turf and think it's going to be okay. Like it's, it's, that's, I mean, no, like he's, in, he's, even if he does prove himself, um, I mean, it won't be against us. So it may be against the other teams or, you know, but no, no, no. No, I get it. And I, I, I could appreciate it too, because, you know, uh, it would have been different had he come into the league a little bit humble and proved himself and then he's he's part of what goes on and i'm not saying he's not going to be but i get what you're saying right now he rubbed you he and he thought he was just going to come home come in and and this was going to be his new home and everybody's just going to accept him for what he is i get that he's i get where to- you're coming from and i get what you know what's going to go down uh for the season i for one i'm going to sit back and watch I want to see what's going on. I, I think that in football, just as in life, you've got the dudes that think they're CEOs and they are automatically, everything is supposed to be given to them. They're the boss. But yeah. let's face it, you can't be a boss in football. You got to be a leader in football. Mm-hmm. You got to yeah. have the other men behind you following your lead. So you got to be a leader, period. Yep. Let me just jump in real quick and say, if you guys cannot wait to see Trey Robinson versus Rashad Davis one-on-one, guess what? In 10 days, you get to see that shit. On December 4th, Jamboree, where every team in A7FL Las Vegas will be playing against every team in A7FL Las Vegas, two series apiece. Everybody's going to put their nuts on the line and actually talk about what's really going on. You're going to get to see it live so get your ass down to the stadium bonanza high school 10 a.m from 10 a.m to 4 p.m we're going to run this thing it's going to be go 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 and then we're, we're going to break for 10 minutes for a little halftime and then go 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 again it's going to be awesome man i can't wait to see everybody there fans get out there and get your popcorn ready you said 10 a.m i'm gonna be there at 8 a.m ready like ready to go like, like Derek, you already know how i am so i don't, I don't even know why i'm sitting here telling you this like, I, I know but you like, understand the coach of the Insomniacs <laughs> is already sleeping in the parking lot. That's how ready he is. So I know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why. Because the same thing, he's gonna walk away angry too. Like, like everyone. Okay, so majority, some majority of these guys out here already know. Um, so, so like all the guys from the force are all my old teammates. We won championships. We won, you know, um, like 
a lot of stuff together. And I'm one of those guys that, yes, so um, so everyone know Willie Briscoe. He's a QB for the force. He was we call my him Rock. Yeah, Rock, yes. He was my mentor for, for, for years. He was my QB for years. He won many championships. He won California. He won Mexico. He won Utah. Um, so when I found out that all my old teammates stuff were going to the force, I didn't want to be over there because I'm not the kind of person to go and be on the best team. I want to be on the worst team and make them to the best team. And not everybody have that mentality to where though, you know, if they want to do that. I don't, I don't like having the easy way out. I don't like having shit handed to me, you know. I want to work forward. And at the same time, I want to prove to everybody what I'm about, you know. And that's, that's just me. But come Jan Marie, I'm, I'm not talking to nobody. I'm not shaking hands, nothing. It's on and popping for everybody. Sami X over the top. Over the top, I'm coming for y'all first. Most G, I love you, G, but I'm on your ass too. I'm on everybody. Dad. Like this is personal for me, you know. And this season, and this season is going out to Donnie, Donnie, and also to my grandfather. Um, meant a lot to me. Also passed recently, so this is it's real personal for me. It's real personal. No. December 4th, 10 a.m., Bonanza High School. <laughs> Y'all get you. Free t- the tickets are free. Get out there and see what's going down. You want to see this energy on the field? Get your ass out there. Thank you for that, Trey. So yeah. I, I want I, I want to kind of respond to some things real quick. So uh, I am, first of all, and also a three-on-one podcast apologist. You guys have been saying that there's been nothing but shade coming from there, and I, I, I have to disagree there. There's been multiple times where Matt Ryan specifically has said that he thinks Vegas has the best chance to advance of any of the divisions that, are, that haven't been in a championship game yet. He thinks that we're on par with Florida and might surpass them because we're having our fall season and they are not. So let's start there. Uh, Big Rob, or, as I understand it, I haven't heard it for myself yet, and I can't wait to listen to the newly dropped three, best of three on one podcast. But as I understand it, Big Rob gave us some props for the first time uh, on air. Well, he gave us props before when we beat the Snow Tribe, but that was on the broadcast, not on the podcast. So th- thank you for that. And Big Rob, whatever you said positive about us, thank you very much. We, we aim to, of course, change your perception of what Vegas looks like once you watch us play this fall and then see what we bring out the spring. And to pile on to what you said before, Trey, the reason why you didn't get your accolades they haven't seen you play. They didn't have an opportunity to see you play. They've only seen the game of the week games. And the only team from Vegas that was on the game of the week games was the force twice in both their playoff games. That is changing completely this coming season. So if they were to continue to not talk about you, then there's a reason to be upset, but I still want you to carry that ship on your chip on your shoulder so you can carry that ship home. Yeah. Oh, Oh, uh, to be honest, we're not even so we're not even sitting here training for the fall. We're training for the springtime. So that's why I mean about how our plan is to run through everyone here in the fall season to prove a point for everyone in the springtime. BIC and all those guys, the only reason why BIC, to be honest, in my eyes, are good is because one, they played together for for a long time. So you have that chemistry, you know, and two, 
they have big guys, but the guys, if you watch the film versus them in the forest, their guys weren't doing shit. It's just, it's just more of a so, the temptation factor. That's it. Guys get intimidated by them, and I don't know why. I have no idea why. When I watched the film between the BIC and, and Force, the Force seemed like they were, like, they didn't want to play. They, they were scared. They, and, like, I ain't gonna, like, don't get me wrong. I love all my guys, but, but for them to go out there and put on a show like that, I was, I was low-key embarrassed because, because in my eyes, I believe they didn't play to their full potential. They was more intimidated than anything. And, and even with Rock, like Rock, when I watched him on him, it was so like the shit that Rock should do all these years, you know, even last season versus us when he run the ball or it's, you know, like he wasn't Rock. Like, and, and so it's, it's personal. Like, it's not even about the Nevada League, you know, because at the same time, how I see Nevada is, it's all for one, one for all. We all one big-ass family, but at the end of the day, it's Nevada against everybody, you know? So it's not even about the fall, to be honest with me. Well, my guys, it's about the springtime. We prepare for the spring. We practice three times a week, do hills, do everything. Anything you could think of, guys are not doing what the fuck we've been doing for the past two months. We've been practicing longer than two months. Like this shit is personal for all of us. And that's just where we stand, you know? Like, well, it sounds to me like you're putting the East Coast and the Vegas Force and everybody else in the Nevada division on notice, like already. So, yeah. But come on, the guys already know about us in Nevada. It's not even that. Like, you, say, you say that, but the Force still is the champion. So, I mean, you, you can talk all you want, but until you prove it on the field, Trey, I know you're that dude. I know that you got a lot of great dudes around you, but it didn't work out last season. So obviously you guys are training now and getting cohesive. It took a while to get things going last season. And when you did get going, games were close, but you guys still couldn't edge it out at the end. So it's too late. And, and Mac, and this is how I know guys were scared of us last season, Derek, because I don't, because Mac, Mac had a playoff game versus the Vibe in Las Vegas. And we were in California. We beat the Insomniacs. And they guys went to hop on our roster, you know, because at the same time we're shorthanded. And how you call from Las Vegas to California to worry about a team you're not even playing to make sure they don't add players to their team. But once again, you're the best team in Nevada. So why are you so worried about the pit bosses adding players to their team if you weren't even playing you guys in the same exact state? Like, that's just, it's just, it's just all these little scenarios that just shows, that goes to shows that guys are worried about us clearly, you know, they're afraid of what we're going to do or at the same time, it just, we're on the radar, basically. And that just goes to show. And at the same time, like, in our eyes, we did so good. We're just having nine players last season. And now in that you know, roster, there's like 30 guys on it. So, yeah. Man, yeah. Jamboree's going to be fun, Derek. That's all I'm going to say, okay? It's going to be fun. So, it's going to be a show. Okay, so Trey, hook me up because the rest of the nation doesn't know your team. I don't even know who's really on your squad besides the guys I know who are coming back. For America, for, for the world, if they're listening anywhere, maybe even for the universe, for Corey Hammond specifically, who are the – who's beside yourself, who's the person on offense that we should be watching? Who's the person on defense we should be watching besides Trey Robinson for the pit bosses this, come, this fall season? Uh, to be honest, I don't even want to say. 
I, I don't. Because I don't want God to game, I don't want guys to game plan against us. I, I don't want to disclose any information about the pit bosses until Jamboree. Okay. That's that's, look, I, I can respect that. You know? That's that's not gonna help us talk you up on the on the broadcast, but that's I can respect cool. that. That's, a, that's yeah, okay. Right? You know, you know, I don't like at the same time, like I said before, I'm not looking for all the attention. I'm just gonna go and play my game and prove to everybody what we really are. Now that we got all the guys that we we didn't have last season and we got the correct coaching that we had last season. We have everything that we need. We have everything that we need to get to where we want to be. And that's how I see it, honestly. And and my whole team is very humble. You don't see none of my guys online talking trash. You don't see nothing. Like we're it's we gotta handle our business and that's what we're gonna do. You know? And, and that's that, you know. So the captain speaks for the team and everybody else falls in line, right? That's that's how it is. That's one thing about the bosses that I liked last season is that even like, even when I play everywhere else, you know, arena ball, NFL, all that stuff, it's, it was always more, it was, it was always more Chiefs than Indians, you know? I mean, it, too many Chiefs, not Indians, okay, maybe. But last year for the bosses, we didn't argue. It was never no disagreement. What was said was said, and that's what guys did. And that's why I think that we were so like, it was like, it worked out for us. Yet at the same time, you know, it didn't work out in our favor, but it was never no argument. Like when, like when Bradley talked about what we need to do, how to fix it, guys sat there and listened. We sat there and watched them together. Like it was, it was more so like, just, it was more so just having that structure that, you know, most guys never had before. And right, so, when they, so, so let me, let me Corey Hammond you real quick. Okay. <clears throat> so I understand what you're saying, but coming from the pit bosses on multiple occasions last season, we had one person who was representing the pit bosses, coach Anthony Bartley mm -hmm. say plainly, we are going to run the table. Yeah. Yeah, we are. And no, far, no, 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 oh. That was last season before okay. they went and lost the very next game. Okay. So, so what is different from you telling us that the pit bosses are going to be the team to beat in, in the West or the team to beat in the nation versus coach Bartley saying, we're going to run the table and didn't. Well, last season, we didn't, we didn't have, uh, last season, we didn't think that we'll have obviously guys get hurt, uh, you know, uh, all playing in Jamboree. That was the reason why we were shorthanded. So no, this, this was after that. This was oh, after, after the, he had won two or three games in a row and said, mm -hmm. we're going to run the table. Uh, one, so one key player of ours, which is Keenan, he went to play professional ball for Las Vegas Kings. And he was the captain of our defense. He was the heart and soul of our defense. And once he left, uh, it was a lot of holes in our defense. Um, Shout out to Batman. Yeah, Batman. It was, it was, it was a lot of holes in our defense. And, you know, once again, all the guys that we had on the defense didn't have the experience or the knowledge that, you know, that he had. So between that and having to run an offense and also, you know, trying to figure out on defense, what we we're going to do, it was, it was a lot. So, All right. So, so what I'm hearing is the answer is we, we lost some things after coach yeah. made his proclamation. So yeah. when the Kings come calling this spring or the Nighthawks 
or even the Vegas Vipers, the new XFL team. Mm-hmm. What happens? Are the uh, pit bosses still gonna are the pit bosses still gonna be the team to beat, or are you guys yeah. locked in all A seven all day? We all we're all A seven all day. We discuss this every single day in the group chat. We discuss this like like one thing with me, uh, and I'm like you know most of my guys that were loyal, we're, we're loyal. So if I start something with A seven FL, I don't care if it's the NFL, I don't care if it's the XFL. I'm not gonna go leave the guys I start start with to go play somewhere else. And that's always how I've been. And I don't give, I don't care if it's NFL because at the same time, I already been there, done that shit. Same with arena, I already been there, done that shit. So it, like, it's, it's, it's not about getting to the next level for me. It's because I already been there and done that shit. Now it's me to, now what my goal is, is to be able to get these guys that never had that, I mean, that never been there before, that kind of knowledge and what they got to sacrifice to get to the next level. And that's my mentality, Barley mentality, Batman mentality. And that's our goal, you know? But it's it's all about loyalty, Derek. This year it's all A7FL and that's it because you got something to prove. That's beautiful. You answered that the best I could have ever asked you. But I will tell you, if the NFL offers you a guaranteed contract, if you don't take it, I'm firing you. <laughs> <laughs> and nah. I'm sure there'd probably be a few people ready to smash. Yeah, so. Trey, remember how many nah. times I tell you to tell that dude you used to play for the Cardinals? Yeah, nah. <laughs> you, I mean, you get an NFL contract. <laughs> I need you to go do yeah. that shit and come back to work on Monday. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to get paid, dog. Let's, let's what's up? <laughs> let's yeah. do it. But, but. Okay, so one, so Derek, so me, I don't live, I don't live, I don't live life out of regrets. So I live life, you know, every day, every day, hundred miles per hour. I, like I try to have not lived with no regrets. But the one thing I do regret, um, like so, I played in the NFL, was always not being, you know, there for my family. So I miss birthday parties, I miss birthdays, I miss weddings. Like I miss a lot of shit. And now that I already been to that level and sacrificed a lot of stuff, it, it, it's not worth losing that shit again and going through the same process all over again. So that's why I said that I'm not worried about getting to the next level or, you know, because it's, because it's not important to me anymore, you know? All right, we'll find it. If you get the call from the NFL, I'll dress up as Trey Robbins and go try to play the damn game then, I guess. We put to go to San Diego to get the NFL tryout. Right, right, right. Oh, I'm, oh, damn, Trey, I forgot it was this weekend. I said, oh, my God. Well, you know what's funny is you didn't, say nothing, you didn't say nothing to me leading up to it either. I'm, like, sitting there at the force tryouts, like, I wasn't supposed to be here this weekend. How come no. I got free? And I looked at my calendar. I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to be here. Like, yeah, we didn't yes, talk me, about it at all. I've done it by myself. I've done it by myself, me and my wife and my daughters. It was, it was cool, though, you know. It was okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, but just, just, uh, yeah. So I'm going to be very humble again, but just know that I'm going to keep trolling Rashawn every single day. So look out okay. for that. Thank you for bringing it back to Rashad because I was trying to figure out how to segue back. So one of the things that Rashad and I are doing together because of how he got to Vegas and because of how everything was set up, even though he's not necessarily endeared by the Vegas football faithful here yet he is making big moves for Las Vegas and putting helping me put together a a way for guys to get training to become 
timeshare salespeople and have an opportunity to make a six-figure income and then give them low-cost housing to go with it. So what we're doing with the Donnie Boonak uh, Player Relief Fund and in conjunction with what I'm doing with Rashad to help guys get jobs and find low-cost housing, all of those things are going to work together to help Vegas be the easiest place to for people who are don't have a home in the a7fl that want to find a place to call home to play in the a7fl we will give them a nice landing spot and platform to build a beautiful life whether it be playing football or just using football to leverage to get to vegas we don't care as long as you're here contributing to our community right so even though so rashad has told me plainly look the uh, actually calls me derek he actually says derek you know love it I'm the villain. I've been playing the villain since I came into this league. I want everybody to hate me. I want everybody to have all eyes on me. I want all the media attention on me so that nobody else has to worry about it. My team can just go out and play. And the more people talk about me, the more people talk about the A7FL. So I don't care. Give me that smoke. I, I want it. So, so for everyone for everyone that's listening, obviously he's getting it now. Thank you, Trey, for everything you said today. <laughs> But understand that part of this is marketing for, for him in the league as well. So it's all, even though it sounds like smoke, it's still all love at the end of the day for us trying to build this thing. Yeah, of course. But just make sure you back it up. hundred percent. hundred percent. Don't hop in the field looking like dumpster juice because then you have a problem, you know. I'm really going to bring your ass at that point. <laughs> dumpster I'm really going to like, like, like. I am expecting this man to be out here looking like Terrell Owens. And if he not, I'm going to be on his ass every single day. Like, oh, my God. I'm going to be on his ass every day. Every day. Well, well bear in every mind, day. he's coming here to be Lamar Jackson, not Terrell Owens. He's coming here to get his ass whooped. That's what he's, that's what he's doing. <laughs> he's not coming here to be nobody. He ain't coming here to be nobody but Rashad. Same guy he was Trey, in Texas. Same guy Trey, he was I like Florida. you. I like you already because I see the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, and you come out so humbly, <laughs> man. It, it's like but, one minute, one minute, man. I, I hear this humble dude, and I was just going to ask you. You know, everybody has something in their life that keeps them humble, and I was yes. going to ask you what what was yours that kept you humble. And before I could even ask you that question, Doctor Jekyll came out again. Oh, Rashad's out here talking <laughs> shit. Yeah, he's gonna get his ass whooped every day. I'm like, oh, well, there goes that question. I can't ask you now. Nah. <laughs> um, so, keeps me humble is 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 like I would say my past. You know, um, I never had that in my life, so I was like, you know, always on the streets. I was in a lot of gangs and stuff, and ended up jail when I was a kid. Um, Wait, are you big Trey or little Trey? Uh, both. Well, <laughs> now I'm big Trey, you know, before, you know. He was, um, he was so, big little that's, a, that's, a, that's an inside joke. Boys that's an inside joke, my bad. Yeah, but, but, um, but so, like, like, just coming from where I come from, is it, it means, and, like, to be, like, so it's coming from where I came from, you know, from being 13 years old. Okay, so, when I was 13 years old, I got shot three times, um, and, I was put into foster care, you know, up until I was 18. So from that point on, like, I was taught myself to never want to go back to that environment, you know, to be able to just go do something good with my life. Uh, mind you, I'm, I have five brothers. I'm the youngest of five brothers. Um, and I was the first person to go to college and get a degree out of my whole entire family. So like that 
and just, you know, me coming from where I came from, I'm, I'm very humble. That's why I'm so like, that's why I'm so willing to help people out, you know, and not even want anything back because of, you know, just my background. But when it comes to football, that's that, um, that was, that was my way out. Football and track. That's, that's all that I had, you know, I have a dad, yeah, my brothers and all, but they were out doing the same shit I was doing. So it was just like, it was either football or be somewhere in jail or be somewhere dead. So that's why I've always taken football serious and I will for the rest of my life because that's, that's all that I ever known was football. Well, I'm glad to hear football saved your life. I don't know what happened yes. when you were 13 or how, who right. saved your life that day, <laughs> but I'm glad you had football right. to fall back on so you didn't get back into my life. Or I, yeah. or I wouldn't know you and we wouldn't be chopping it up every day like we do. And we would be having so much fun here. So I appreciate who you are and what you bring to me on a daily basis. And for this podcast, I love what you bring to the league and to Las Vegas. So thank you for that. Yes. Now something about Vegas more too, man. When you have a, a player like this, because we, you know, last week we had the coaches on and I asked them specific questions because I wanted to get to know them personally. And I asked you that question because I think that people listening need to understand, yeah, we, you know, this, this is a football, this is about football, this is a football league, but there's a human aspect to every player as well. And not all the stories are great, right? Yeah. We all got here one way or another and not all of them are perfect. And so I think that when we understand that and people start to understand that we all come together, that's what separates us from a lot of the other divisions yep. as well. Because, you know, we can have these, these types of discussions and be real with each other. And, you know, you work with, with D and you guys are having these conversations on a regular. So it brings the human aspect out of it. We're not just, uh, um, <laughs> as they used to call us back in the day, dumb jocks. You know, we, yeah. we do have uh, an aspect to us where, guess what? We have feelings, we think, but we put that aside to be on the, on the field. And that's where I used to take out my anger, to be very honest with you. I used to love taking out my anger out on the field. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, but that's, that's why, the one thing I, I miss. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. now, now, if I had the same mentality we were there for Derek, man, I'd be a billionaire by now. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, one of us would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's why I'm very like, but like you didn't ask Derek. Um, I'm very, like, I'm very, very, like, uh, how can I say it? I'm grateful for everything, you know. I, like when it comes to football, my mentality is no one's gonna outwork me. That's my mentality my whole entire life. Like, what can I do to be better than the next person? And that's that's my mentality every single day when I wake up. What can I do better to put me? What can I do better today to put me? Where I want to be tomorrow, and that's always my mentality through, through school, through football, through life. Uh, you know, even with my daughters, what can I do as a man or at the same time, you know, as a father to make sure that my daughters don't live the life that I lived growing up as a kid, you know? And not everybody had that mentality, and you know, but that's just me, that's always been me, that's always gonna be me. What can I do? Well, I Go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was just gonna say, I got respect for, for you and players like you that want to come to the league and, you know, want to see things grow, but also want to grow as individuals and grow as men, because I've, you know, look, I'll be, I'll, I'll put it 
this way and I'll leave it alone. I've seen a lot of um, a lot of females, um, even in my family, talk about how guys treat people, right? And we've all seen that. We 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 have our boys, we have our friends that that we know are deep down are good people, and we yep. keep them at arm's length. And I always tell everybody, get with a man to stop playing with these boys. And mm-hmm. to see these guys, you know, these guys have to come together and we all have to understand this is a growing process. And Derek and I want to see men out there on the football field. And if you come to us as a boy, no problem. We're going to show you the right way. We're going to mm-hmm. show you the right way in life. We're going to show you the right way in sports. We're going to show you the right way in business, period. Yeah. So you couldn't be with a better person when it comes to teaching you about business and teaching you about life. D is, is like a little brother to me. I love him to death. He knows that. I would do anything for him, but he's also one of the best people I know, period. I agree. Oh, man. So Mr. D is one of my mentors and I'll say Bartley as well. And I have another coach who's in California. His name is Will Hanna. And I'm mean, not Will Hanna. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Uh, not Will Hanna. Um, Jason Beck and also Donnie, who's no longer here with us. But those are the only guys that I ever like. That Those are the only guys that I trust. And I don't trust nobody. You know, I don't trust nobody. But from what I've seen so far, how I've been treated, how I've been welcomed to the family, you know, so I, I'm willing to sacrifice everything, you know, for these guys because at the same time, even though they may not know it, they hope you come a long way. You know, even Derek, yes, Derek a lot. Derek is a lot. Derek a lot. Um, I say as far as being a man and, you know, to having that business mindset, because I never had that business mindset. You know, I got a good, I have a degree in computer science technology. I know all about computers and programming and shit. I don't know nothing about no business or selling lights or nothing like that. <laughs> you know, it, it's like I was there. And, you know, and like, I'm just being honest. Like, now I know more about lights and shit than I did, ever did before. I go somewhere with my wife and the first thing I'm doing is get the lights. And she's like, why are you looking at lights for? I'm like, I'm just, you know, now I know what that is. Oh, yeah. Oh, babe, all you talk about lights. Lights and lights and lights. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. That's what pays the fucking bill. They said lights is paying the light bill, baby. Don't worry, don't you worry about it. The three of us cannot walk into a building together. You know that, right? Right. right. Because we'll walk in, the first thing we'll do is look up. All three yeah, of us. We'll, we'll trip over the stoops. <laughs> we'll, be uh-huh. up. <laughs> well I, th- thank you guys for all the wonderful words you said about me. Obviously, I, you know I love the hell out of both you guys. And Chris, you've been a mentor to me since I've known you day one. So uh, the the feeling and the respect is 100% mutual. I love who you are. Thank you so much. And Trey, I love hanging with you every day, buddy. So yes. uh, you, you, give, you give what you get. You put a lot into what we do at the office. And I know you put a lot into football. I know you put a ton into your family, and I appreciate all the kind of words you said, and I'll always be here for you whenever you need. So that's where we're at as people. But to bring it back to football uh, real quick, uh, so, Trey, we've got uh, Jamboree happening on December 4th, 10 a.m., Bonanza High School, Las Vegas, Nevada. Okay. Uh, What do you – if you were going to talk about the teams that you know right now, 
that are going to be in it the eight teams obviously you don't know what's going on with the hunters or well maybe you do maybe the hunters the sin city snake eyes the uh the gold maybe you do i don't know if you were to put them in an order of ranking eight eight to one eight being the worst one being the best which i'm assuming you're going to put the put bosses in that spot how would you rank them at this point uh to be honest i don't know that's a good question all right, so let's start. Let's 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 go top to bottom for the ones you know. Then let's say pit boss is number one. I'm just going to throw that out there because I'm assuming you're not going to put anybody else in front of you. Of course. Who, who, who's behind you? Uh, behind me, I would probably say uh, I'll probably say over top. I'll probably say them maybe. Okay, um, so over the top with Rashad and G, and a yeah. bunch of other great dudes. But G's the captain, and Rashad is the former captain of the Insomniacs. We've been talking about the whole show, so we'll talk about them. He's he uh so a shot so yeah uh so the pit bosses over the top and then I'll pass to the hunters um and then after that it doesn't even matter <laughs> um, so okay so you know the insomniacs of course Coach Q and his boys yeah but they're not they're not even they're not they're, I'm not trying to be an asshole but, but but from seeing what I saw Saturday Coach looked kind of incompetent. Um, they got a lot of work to do. That's what, that's all I'm saying. Okay. As far as finding players and you know getting getting stuff in order, so I, I wouldn't put them in the top five. All right, and then you got the Vegas Gold, which is Jeremiah Reeves' team, which is primarily the Saints. Yeah, those are all my old players. I'll probably put them fourth, fourth. Uh, and then you have if it's Kryptonite. So yeah, Kryptonite. That's Vince Young's team. They've been a flag. They've been a flag team the last five, six years. Yeah. See, see, Derek, you can't ask me these questions because all the guys you're naming, we already fucking dog walked these guys. Like, okay, rather, rather, <laughs> rather, it's semi-pro football, like football. All these guys you're naming that that has their own team, we already dog walked these guys. Okay, so. It's like, so it's- so your yeah. your top your top is your top. All right, so let, let's let's take it another direction then. Okay, so Trey Robinson, I'm guessing number one player in the in the Vegas division. Who's number two? Uh, I'll say, I'd say RTC. Okay, so the MVP of the league last season, RTC Anthony Wilkerson. Yes, and then I say Kurt. The special teams MVP, even though he did more receiver and on the other side of the ball at, at corner, Kurt uh, Jones, the special teams MVP of the force. Yep, I would say it's a, it, uh, as far as like defense wise, I would no, say just no, just top guys. Oh, if you if, okay. if, if you're starting Trayvon, a team right now, you're number one. You got RTC number two, Kurt number three. Who are you taking fourth? Trayvon. Trayvon, uh, a linebacker from the or from the, the force. force. Okay. Yep. yep. Burns. Robert Burns, your your receiver, your favorite target. Yes, sir. Um, and then from there. It can be anybody because that's, that's well, I was only gonna ask you for five, and that's your top five. Oh, so yep. Right on, man. That, that way to do that off the top of your head. We had no prep for that at all. I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah, and because I just because I take pride in what we like in everything that we do. Like those guys are like even Trayvon. Like, oh, he's a beast. That dude's a beast. He gets my utmost respect and and he didn't get no kind of acknowledgement. But to be honest, he was the leader for the force defense last season. That's my well, well, if we we if we had stats to talk about and back it up, we might be able oh, to help indeed. him out, Trey. Oh, I know. 
Um, right. Yeah. So, but- so anybody who's <laughs> anybody who's complaining, you haven't seen your stats yet. The, Mr. Me. Trey Robinson on his phone right now is the reason you don't have. That's all, Mr. T. Rob right there. I bet he got his stats all set out. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes, he did. Right. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> hey, Derek. Wait. Nobody so, else played the league. <laughs> right. Um. <laughs> I mean, uh, that was relevant. But anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, is there going to be a coach? So, is it going to be a coach of the year award or, or anything like that? Yeah, you know, I think we will do that this season because we only had three coaches last season, and yeah. obviously, clearly, it would have been Mac because of them making it to the playoffs and actually winning a game. So we will certainly, uh, yeah, we will we will absolutely do that this season. So it, for the Vegas division, we do we will definitely do a coach of the year award. Right, and and to, and to get on Mac, I respect Mac a lot, but Mac, you can't call yourself good if, if you're sitting there paying players to come playing your team okay so i mean but that's another story that's a, that's another story well trey's got smoke for everybody tonight well guys I, unfortunately we could do this all night long but yes i am i am fortunate enough to have night's hockey tickets tonight the best team in the nhl so i'm going to start to wind down this podcast so i can get out the door and not miss the puck drop so uh, what's that trey haven't been to a game yet, Mr. G. <clears throat> I told you, so, as soon as my wife has a night where she can't go, I'm taking you. And Chris's seats are even better than mine, so he might want to take you before I do because I know how he rolls. He's out of town a lot. Man, yeah. I've been dying to like that. But, but by the way, my daughter and my wife just left, so D, I'm sure that they'll be up to see you. Oh. Yes. Well, uh, tr- so, uh, Trey, uh, any parting words, anything you want to get out to the world uh, to, to – memorialize in in the podcast land for forever before we say goodbye um i would just say that um uh, look out for the pit boss because here we come that's it that's beautiful that's what that's- all right chris parting words yes sir you know what my only parting words is for the rest of the a7fl Get your popcorn ready, because yeah. I think uh, we are going to show up this season or next season or next year, I should say, for our second season. And get your popcorn ready because we are coming for you. Big time, big time. Well, thank yeah. you for that, Chris, and for for everyone who's listening uh, around the world. Uh, we are one division that will have a fall season, and if everything goes as planned, it will be broadcast worldwide and regionally in Las Vegas on uh, a, a local broadcast channel where you can just get it with an antenna or you can stream it if you want. Uh, so hopefully we pull that together because once we do, we're going to be the only football being played by a seven for the remaining eight to 10 weeks. And that gives us an opportunity to be talked about by the, by the three on one podcast and every other sports podcast out there. If we get it on TV, the right the way we want to. So, uh, I hope that energy, um, me putting it out in the world, makes it all happen. I'm doing everything I can behind the scenes to make it all happen. I got a, two or three moving parts that I need to lock in to to lock it in, but uh, we'll see what's up. Uh, yeah. So Trey, I want to say thank you for coming on the show tonight. Uh, obviously, I see you way more than you probably want to see me. 
So that's real. <laughs> it's not, it's not, like, it's not like I need to say, I'll see you around soon because I'm going to see you on Monday unless one of us doesn't make it to work. And uh, so uh, with that, I'm, I'm going to say thank you to everybody. And Casey, do you have anything to uh, sign us off to say before you sign us off? Um, big things in the works. Um, I'm actually looking uh, January 2023, a permanent move to the Vegas area just so that I can get more involved out there. That's with the what's up. Scene. Yes. Um, yeah. I've got some things in the works in the background to get my broadcasting up off the ground and get in with maybe some high schools over in the area of the Vegas area. So um, I think that's going to be the right move for us. So it's just a matter of getting things locked in and getting it done. Yes, sir. Let them know, Casey. Next nice. season, you're going to be better than 301, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they blow smoke out their ass. absolutely but Derek uh, safe travels um, and all you guys you guys are having me on and I wish you guys a good very good holiday gobble gobble happy Thanksgiving Thanksgiving, everybody Casey take us out buddy all right for me I am Casey Cox those of the show he is double D Derek Duncan Hall of Famer and division owner of Nevada and Chris Vera, the commissioner and the MVP on the offense of the A7FL Nevada, Trey Robinson. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball. No pads, no problem.